Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, you know, their customer service, even before they were sponsors, was unbelievable. It's one of the reasons I I reached out to them and said, I want you to sponsor, be one of our sponsors on our podcast because I just believe in their machine so much and it's just helped our team win so many games. So uh, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the one-stop shop. It is my baby. Um, It's one of the reasons we're able to keep this free. We're not going to be charging for our podcast or YouTube channel or anything like that. Um, But it's also run by a high school coach for high school coaches or youth coaches or even college coaches. Um, it's not run by a, a, a college. It's not Zoom. It's not all these Zoom calls. It's on court. It's demonstrations. It's videos. It's clinics. It's handouts. It's everything you need to become a better basketball coach in a one-stop shop. So if it's not there, I will find it for you. <laughs> all right, let's head off to the podcast. Go ahead, shoot away. Okay. You two can uh, tag team again. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. So um, I just had a question. Um, we were kind of working on a press break. Uh, last time around, yep. I'll use my little magnet board. Yep. yep. Higher, a little higher. There you go. A little bit. Yep. Right there. Like nose height is perfect. Yep. Okay. So um, my question was when for like a zone press, I can set up here, I can throw the ball in, cut into the lanes. This guy, this person fills, et cetera. Right. Yep. Yep. So you, fill, you basically give them three passing lanes at all times. Okay, so um, if uh, on a man press or whenever all these people are getting denied or whatever it is, does it make sense to start more so it doesn't get all clogged up? Yeah, I mean, you can do that. I mean, go, go, go on and look at my, um, my press break video. It's got good press breaks in it. 
Um, I like four across a lot. I think that's a good, I think that's a good press break, especially against the man. Um, the, the cutting to open space will help a lot. Okay. The cutting okay. to open space will help a lot. Um, okay. Yes. That, that I mean, you might need to screen initially, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put all of them close together, especially in a man press. So I guess that was my other follow-up question. If it is a man press, then typically I just had um, these other people just kind of, especially if it's a jump and trap or something. Yeah. And then this person step in and they take the ball down. Yeah, I would clear out. It, it, go look at the go look at my press break video on sideline and anybody that runs sideline have your point guard throw it in. No one's been able to stop it ever. It's just okay. it's a really good and, and it basically moves people to one side. That's why I call it sideline. It moves people to one side of the court and then you have you have somebody flat. They don't want to get beat deep, so you have somebody flashing up toward the ball, and then the point guard throws it to him and then gets it right back. Okay. So you want movement because that the movement's the hardest part to defend. Okay, but as a general as a general concept, you want to spread it out and then let your two best people bring yes. the ball. And you always when they want when they catch the ball, you want them cutting across in three passing lanes. So if they catch it on the sideline, they should be there should be a there should be someone in front of them, someone in the middle, and someone behind them. You always want to give them three three releases, basically. But, but if, it's a man, if it's a man press where they're jumping and trapping and you're just trying to space. Yep, then you need to cut across, diagonal cuts, because they don't want to get beat deep. So they're always going to stay back. So diagonal cuts will be open. Okay. You got to so work on get... passing to the diagonal cuts, and you have to work on catching the diagonal cuts. Okay. But the diagonal what... cuts will always be there in a man press. Okay, but, but once the ball gets in, we have it in. Then does that make sense? You're just trying to get your two best. Then I'm, ball then I'm cutting. I'm cutting in front of the ball. So you're not you're not trying to bring this down, and then he kicks it. He gets in trouble. Just one. I mean, one. if you want to do that, I think dribble, my guys tend to. I mean, dribbling can cause issues. Um, if you've got a great point guard, absolutely. If you got somebody that can handle the rock against anybody, then it doesn't really matter what the press break is. Okay. I'm just referring to as if they are superior or you don't have great ball handlers, then you want to cut. So if I got a, if, if I got a great point guard, I'm just giving them the ball and go. You're not going to be able to stop them at that point. <laughs> so if I have these two people here, you're just saying this guy has the ball, then just cut. Yep. And that, and then just yeah. The, the, the way to break a press is to pass it rather than dribble it. Um, right. But if I have a good guard that can hoop, and I, he can take anyone one-on-one, -on -one, then I'm just clearing out. Like, go ahead. Because if someone comes back and doubles, then I'm going to cut across. So even for a man press, you're still mentally thinking, okay, I, I usually twist I it. mean, when I've had good point guards, I don't, press me. I don't care. Because that because okay. if you come and double, he's, he's going to be so good that he's going to see the open area. Okay. Um, yeah. So man press, you still cut. You still cut unless you have an all-star. Okay. That's I mean, my main question. Okay. Okay. All right, jump in. Anybody have questions? I don't have all the answers either, so someone else can help me answer. But I know I know James has all sorts of questions, so he'll always. I'm ask. ready. I'm ready. Okay, hey, uh, Coach. Uh, actually, let me ask you a question off that. Yeah, I've always believed that you have a great guard against man to man. Just let him go. Do you also believe that against a zone press? Well, the zone press, he's going to run into some issues, yeah. especially if it's like a 2-2-1 two, two, or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, something that's just trying to slow him or her up. 
Yeah. So uh, obviously it's better to have a good guard than yeah. a bad guard because um, they can see the cords. But I think the I think the cutting is more important in a zone than than versus a man for sure. Yeah, the pass is gonna beat it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And okay, and it's like a it's like a good it's like a good offense. You want to cut to open space. If you, you got to teach them to open, you teach them that you teach them that no matter you should always have three passing lanes at all times, and then always cut to open area. Um, you know, follow the lights. I always make some sort of joke, but follow the light. You know, um, because if they find space and then they get it and turn and look then it's over. Um, and if it gets to the middle, it's really over on most presses at least. Um, but I just tell them to cut, cut and find open space. Uh, they over dribble mm. in my opinion. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you, my, if you over dribble, my big question right now is in terms of the funnel defense that we're going to, we're going to do yep. the funnel defense. Okay. Um, my question is normally when we do a full court man to man press, Yep. We like to put a lot of pressure with the athletes that have just a lot of pressure. Yep. And you want to always put pressure on the ball. I do right. at least. Yep. So my question, does that, and, and when we do that, we're not, we haven't done funnel. We're not putting people in gutters. We're just going crazy. With yeah. But you players. can, you can, you can do that though with that. That's what I'm asking. How would yeah. you do, would you switch I'd that find up? One kid that can just harass the out of somebody. And that's the kid you're going to try to get them to just even on a make or a miss, they're just going to go find the ball and they're going to keep them in one of the gutters. Okay. So you want, them to, get, you want them to go fast too. You, what part of it is you're trying to get them to go faster than they want to go because they're getting pressured. And so pre just keep, so it's going to be a little different because we're just going to, before we didn't use the gutter concept or keeping them out of the middle. Yep. It was just go get them. But now you're saying we can do the same thing, but just keep them in the gutters. And then try to keep them in the gutters. You're going to get out of the gutters, yeah. but you're going to hopefully get them going at a speed that they're not comfortable at, um, which is what you want. <laughs> you want them to go faster than they want to go. Because what's going to happen is they're going to make a bad pass. This is from someone that's done this. They're going to make a bad pass. They're going to turn the ball over. They're going to do something not smart, basically, is what, what's going to happen. Um, and then that's, yeah, that's what you want to happen. But, but as a former point guard, I used to hate when people were hounding me the whole game. So that's why we always pick up and we always, we're always on them for the entire 36, 36 minutes in our games, but the entire game we're on their point guard where we're on whoever's bringing the ball up. That will cause issues, even if you're not running and jumping. That will, if you just do that and try to keep them in the outside of the courts, if you don't do anything else, that will help a lot, exponentially help from a math teacher. Hi, that makes sense. Okay, all right. Who's who's next? Just unmute yourself. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Uh, so what are uh, the varsity team, I'm coaching JV team, so we're going to try to implement kind of what the varsity is doing, and they like to do a one, two, two, a one, two, one, one press. Um, so you just kind of jump. A diamond and one. A diamond, diamond and one. Yeah, diamond yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, do you like the thoughts of like Don Schalt, Showalter's, how he switches to a two, two, one when it doesn't go to the you know, goes to the opposite corner or is that a little bit too complicated to i do to? like that i also know that he deals with like usa basketball and really good players um so i wouldn't over it initially 
Um, yes, I yes. It's like most zones become two threes. You can basically morph a diamond and one into a two. two. You can do that. I wouldn't worry about that initially. I'd worry. About, I, yeah, maybe the second round when you see somebody the second time, but okay. No, I so, did. That overcomplicated. I'd 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 undercomplicate rather than overcomplicate. Okay. So um, I remember you mentioned one time that you didn't. You don't really don't like, or you've never had a lot of success with having a person on the ball. I thought you said that one time. You don't really do the the full on a diamond. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I've never had a lot of success literally running the diamond on the ball. That's what I've I'm always had about. to move it back to like the free throw line. Um, and this was even with some of my really good teams. We could just never get into it fast enough. Okay. Um, we were also playing other really good teams, so that was hard. Um, so we always moved it just back a little bit and put the guard. The guard still harassed them but we just the rest everyone else kind of just shifted back okay um so i've always had a hard time with the guy on the ball them not just going deep deep on us so that just could be my inefficiency as a coach i don't know but i've just never had a lot of yeah so i guess my yeah so i guess my question is there is there any other thoughts besides just the basic setup um basically it's a matchup zone a one two one one you basically pick up man whoever's in your zone try to get a quick trap in the short corner and um you know yeah that's not, yeah, yeah it's been a matchup zone you're taking whoever's in your area right yes 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 and you got to talk through it a lot and you can you can do like a two three and do an easy um one trap and done kind of stuff i mean there's there's little wrinkles that you can make it simple easy enough that that's not difficult for them but um yeah okay. i would not i would not overcomplicate a diamond in one and try to morph it into a two okay. two so, so what trap what one trap and then fall back into man or whatever yeah, one trap i mean i've run a diamond and i've trapped once and as soon as we got the uh, they got the ball of the trap we were done and then we went to something else okay. um i've done two traps i've done you know no traps where we just kind of like you just it's just enough to change the momentum of the game. You know, there's such a rhythm to a game and just, I've run, um, I've run man to man. I don't even know what we're going to call it this year, but I've run man to man where the first pass of the wing, we trap and that's it. That's the only time we trap and we'll get four or five turnovers a game because they just don't know when it's coming and it's just, they panic and they throw it away. So um, you don't have a certain alignment. You just have everybody picking up and then just trapping the first trap pass. Okay. Yep. Make it make it simple rather than more complicated because you know it and they don't. They kind of know it, but they don't really know it. Like you know it. That's the hard part. <laughs> so, you know, I've done I've done two three zones. Whenever it goes a short corner, we trap. I've done a two three zone. If the ball goes in the middle, we double. I mean, I'll you can just make simple one thing rules and it will work. Um, okay. Yeah. Thank you. It won't. It won't be that bad. All right, coaches. If you're shy, you can put stuff in the chat too. But if you have a question, go ahead. I got one. All right, go ahead, coach. I need some help. I don't. Uh, I got a team. Don't really have a great point guard. Really, I don't have one at all. Uh, I've been blessed okay. the last couple of years. I had transfers. Um, you know, and it was nice to just have that one guy. I can throw the ball to him and not worry about anybody taking it from him. Yep. And I don't. I don't really have that. And so I'm just looking for some ways to alleviate pressure off the guards yeah. that I have. Yep. yep. So are you having a problem getting it into the offense? Are you having a problem in the getting it over half court? Or are you having a problem once you're trying to set up your offense? Yes. 
Both. <laughs> both. Yeah. Yes. Both. That's yeah. Funny. Yes. Uh, okay. So let's do the press part first. So what you want to do in practice is don't let them dribble. Like I've had teams like this. Literally, you cannot dribble the ball up the court. You have, and that will force them to cut, and that will force them to get to open spots. So once we get the ball in, then you just teach them cutting in front of the ball, diagonal cuts in front of the ball. Just keep doing it until someone's open. Um, so as you can do that all the way over. Now, will they dribble a little bit in the games? Yes, but they'll always remember that this is their outlet. So that will take care of a lot of your turnover issues because most of it is they trying to handle the rock and they can't. And then that's when they turn it over. So the rule is no dribbles until past half court or at least. And then um, what kind of offense are you running on the half court? Uh, it's, uh, well, I got a, my, my assistant coach is kind of, I kind of given a lot of that over to him. Okay. Um, in the, in the spring and the summer, we ran uh, Princeton. Uh, okay. He put in chin and then yep. we have like a little circle motion deal and yep. a couple of different zone sets, um, which okay. won't be, you know, that And part. what's your, what's your biggest issue when they double you, they, you know, just, just, right. yeah, just pressure on the ball, just having a guy that can, can settle down and get us, get that first pass and get us into the set. Get, and then once you're in the set, you're okay. Yeah. Once we get into it, we're okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my advice would be no dribbles until we're into it. The problem with ball screens and chin is you're bringing another defender toward the ball. Agreed. That's the only issue I would have with lot setting a lot of ball screens. And especially when you don't have a good ball handling team and you're setting ball screens, it's like, you're literally bringing someone toward you. Um, and I'm not sure you want to do that on a regular basis. Um, but that's what I would do. I would like no dribbles. This is like, it's almost like you're great. You're coaching a sixth grade youth team that is playing an eighth grade, really good team. It's like the, they, they're going to try to get you going fast and they're going to try to get you turning the ball over. Um, and then when you practice that, I would make it harder on them by putting more defenders out there. Um, you know, put six or seven defenders out there. So when you're breaking and then, what we've done in the past is go on like six on five, five on offense, six on defense until half court, and then have one of them jump off or even two of them. And then once it gets into the half court, then we let them kind of try to run their offense. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll have them stand by me and I'll just throw them in there. Cause you want to get used to what it feels like to, um, <laughs> to be double teamed and have, it feels like the walls are caving in on them. I'm assuming. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And the problem is here, here's the issue too, is teams that I've had that I, yeah, is you don't want. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You don't want those turnovers that end up in layups. That's the turn. So you tell them when we're making a pass, I don't care if you throw it off our backboard or hit grandma under the basket. 
you that it's those it's those cross court ones that kill you because they steal it and then they get a layup so you have to explain the difference in turnovers to them too um and we have done that that's something we tracked um last season we tracked like live ball turnovers like hey we we want to limit those to like let's get it down to one per quarter or one you know we that's something they 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 have they understand that so that's good so that's a that's a big if if you if you jump that hurdle already then that's half the that's half the battle to be honest with you um then i would just work on the no dribble part I don't know. Is code, any of the other? There's more. There's all these people here. Maybe they have a better idea than I do. But that's what that's what I have found to be um, to be good. Um, thoughts thoughts about running a secondary break. I did two years ago. We did, and it was something that we did the like the first five minutes of practice every day. We ran it. Okay, and then I bet it worked, didn't it? It, it did. And then yeah. and then last year we didn't. Last year we didn't do it. Like I said, I, last year I had a really good one, point guard, and so we didn't. You know, we just didn't have to. Uh, it was just get open. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we're doing this year. So here's what we're doing. We're gonna try to get it up and get a shot up in the first five to six seconds, and then and then from six to ten, if you don't have it, you either have to pump fake and drive, and and then take it to the hoop or kick it back out. So we're we're. The, the the reason you were successful with the secondary is because you practiced it. I've never been that successful because I haven't practiced it enough. You got to do it every day if you want to do it because it's literally part of your offense. Um, so what we tried to do is simplify it. All right, here's our goal. From zero to five to six seconds, we're trying to try to get an open three. If we don't have an open three in the first six seconds, then from six to 10, we're going to pump fake. We're going to drive to the basket. If they stop you, then we know we have your friends coming down the court and you're going to kick the one of them um, and see how that works. So we've tried to simplify because I don't want to spend practice time on it. I want to work on other stuff. Um, but yes, it will work. I like secondaries. I just have never spent the time that I've needed to get good at it, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't like the middle trailer on a on a secondary break i think it clogs the court so i would not recommend that i watched my film <laughs> in covid um i would tell we have, I would him, say, we have him ball screen yeah we that's fine i would just say why that, that middle home. trail guy i just clogs the middle and as a guard that's where i want that open like i want to be able to i want to be able to score in that open area um and i think that that big trailing down the back just clogs things up that's just my opinion. All right. Anybody else? Other questions? Jump in. Coach, I've got a question for you. Uh, yes. I coach girls varsity basketball and uh, fairly new. This is my fourth year coaching girls and always been a motion guy. And I have found that girls just aren't quite as uh, instinctual of players. So if I just go full motion, um, and it reads just, it, it tends to be just too much passing it around. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, I've been slowly installing this during open gyms, the read and react. Uh, what's your advice in terms of now that practice is just about to kick off? Like, uh, so what? Uh, so how many layers are you adding to the read and react? 
Well, right now I'm I'm on layer one, but it's because it's open gyms and I don't have many. You know, right. A time where everybody's there. I, I like to read and react. I think I, I would keep it really simple. I would do like two or three layers. Are you thinking you're going to want, because you're still running a, a motion with read and react is still a motion. Yeah. Um, it just has some specific rules set to it. And that's um, why I like it. So because. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that will work. I think um, I will. Uh, yeah, I would, I would just simplify it. Um, I don't know if I have my rule set. I'll send you my cheat sheet that's just basically on one. Eight, you send me an email tonight. Uh, after we're done here, I have my coaches meeting with my coaches. So uh, um, you send me an email tonight. I'll send you my little cheat sheet, which is I got it all on a, a three by five. And um, so I like it. I like that. But then going back to what you just said about the girls, then I would have some sets that you can rely on when you need some scores. Like I need my big to get a post touch. I need a, uh, an open three. I need a pick and roll or a lob kind of play. So I would have some of those that you could get really good at too. Cause the reading rack's going to take, it's going to take you some time to get good at it. Um, you know, by 2022, you could be good at it. I, I would say um, where they're, they're confident you keep adding layers to it. Uh, but no, I love it. I mean, I think it's a great thing. I just think, I think it's just too complicated for most high school kids. That's why I've tried to simplify it down to like three rules, basically. Um, Cause that's all my guys can do. And, and then, and spacing is the key. I like, I like the spacing of the read and react um, more than the Princeton kind. I don't like that necessarily that big on that opposite block. I think it clogs things up a little bit, um, but I do like the spacing of it. I, I would agree. Now there's exceptions. I've seen girls are, I mean, I, there was a Leilani who was at our school was more instinctual than anybody on my team, just about. Um, but as a whole, I just don't know if they pull it. They, I think it's getting better than it used to be, but um, I would agree. Some of that instinctual stuff, my guys aren't very instinctual either. Most part. Um, but yes, I would do that. I think that's a good, there's no, it's a positionless basketball, which is the way everything's moving anyway. All right, Craig or, I can't read. I Jason, jump in oh, no. if you hey, do. Uh, Coach, so I mean, I, I talked to you about our program what was going on like last fall and at, excuse yep. me, last spring. So yeah, this freshman class is quite good, and we ended up with four freshmen on the varsity, and three okay. or four of them. Are, there are three or four of them going to start. Two of them are the best players on the team. Okay. Five frosh went to the JV team. Okay. And then. The Friday so that's, before that's nine of that's nine freshmen on JV and varsity. Oh yeah, and okay. literally two more could be on the varsity. They're they're the, the, okay. nine of these girls are really pretty talented for our school. Okay. Um and and then the Friday before tryouts, the frosh coach quits, resigns because she has to go take care of grandma, move move out of the area. So. They asked me to coach this team now. And so I've got 11 girls. I would say a couple of them have played basketball. One of them's yep. fairly decent. And then I got a lot of kids that, like, some of them never even played basketball before. Yep, yep. So so here's what I would tell, because I've had this happen to, to before to other coaches. So you got nine. You're dealing with number 10 in a, in a class. 
is what you're yeah. doing. Because there's nine yes. already bet. There's nine And then batters. the 11th one decided not to play for yeah, whatever So you're reason. dealing with 10 now. So what you need to do is you, here's your goal all year is you got to make it fun. You got to work on skills and fundamentals. And you got to hope that you can find one or two of them that can play someday. I'm just being honest. I, I, I do so, have one of the girls moms played at ucsb she walked in the gym i'm like holy cow she's like six foot four yeah so so skill work fun skill work fun and then um and then work on shooting because if you can find a shooter in that group that trust me those nine can always use a shooter well um and that's what <laughs> i wanted big. to ask you a shooter or big is what you need to find uh, that group in my opinion well i've got one girl that's pretty amazing athlete uh she doesn't know what she's doing but she can run and she can jump and she can go all over the place but sometimes she doesn't know where she's going and when to stop and you know the ball goes all over the place but boy she's Trust pretty me, athletic. you can't teach athleticism for the most part no. I mean, you can you can but you really can't so that's the one i would i yeah work on work on her ball handling work on her pressure on defense make her like a defensive stopper if you got any tall moms or dads there's your next post. And then I'd try to find a shooter. That's what well, I would do. And you said fun and I get and, that. And I've been working on, I mean, look, because to be I honest with you, these are do. not, these are not, these are the, the nine above this. Yeah. You got to make it fun or you'll lose them at this point. Yes. So I got to figure out how to do that while teaching two foot jump stops. Cause they don't even know how to pivot left, pivot, right, forward, reverse yes. pivot. Yes. But the fun might be outside of practice, actually, more than in practice in some respects. But yes, um, you're, I mean, to be honest with you, my, some of my great teams, they usually got one from the freshman team that came up and ended up helping us win like a state champion. I mean, it was one kid. You never know which one it's going to be, but there's always that, <laughs> hidden, that, that hidden gem, man. You never know where it is. I mean, I yeah, had a I kid. Just kinda, yeah. I just kind of wrote down things that I, yeah like you said, dribbling and passing, but my biggest concern is we're going to face a bunch of teams that are going to press us. Oh, you're going to get killed. You're going to get killed. Probably. Well, I, I, I mean, I got this one girl who's like four foot something. She's a decent little, she, she's pretty aggressive little, little stinker. Coach, if, if it's about wins and losses, then I would, I would, I don't know. I wouldn't, I'd go buy a big bottle of something. What do you like drinking? That's what I would buy this year because there's well, nine girls that have already been moved up. Yeah, I go, I go to I mean, Bailey. I, I, I go to Bailey coffee is my is my is my uh, is my drink during basketball. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. Um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.